All right, Bruce, are you ready? He's Perf. like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Candy, mid-priced chain restaurants, Grease 2. These are wells Tishi has gone back to many times. This week, we're talking about another popular topic that's generally regulated to small talk. Pets. We love them. They make us crazy. We keep coming back for more. From the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. Today, my fellow hosts and I are talking etiquette, sort of, but you know... The uh, the nuances of pets, the different sides of pets. Uh, joining me for some treats and belly rubs in the TBD studios in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make the sound of the pet that you have. Uh, in the Money Pit studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH van. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> meow, meow. That was all of them. <laughs> you like counted on your hands. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and a return, a triumphant return appearance from Bravo's hit reality TV series, Below Deck Studios, in Linwood, <laughs> Washington. It's Jeremy Holmes. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. Hello. Um, you know, it's we this... need a round of applause for Jeremy. I know. <laughs> I know. Triumphant return. Woo! You know, it's this weekend, and we really should be there, Jeremy. It's BravoCon. BravoCon. <laughs> oh, trust I... me, it's all going to be on Peacock, though. All the panels and stuff. Totally, and I'm sure there's going to be chaos on TikTok. I mean, honestly, it'd be like kind of fun if you could afford like a platinum badge, but I feel like it's going to be like psychotic, like just psychotic. Um, middle-aged women and gay guys just wandering drunkenly through the halls of wherever they're having it but interesting nonetheless um okay as usual we'll do some small talk mailbag medium talk tissue recommends and how you can get involved with the show and with that meredith take us into some small talk yeah um well i'm gonna throw it right (laughs) because we need to tell you you need to tell us what happened with bridget okay well Mm -hmm. it's it's really it Okay, I wrote on the show sheet, Bridget has her first boy disappointment. And I normally wouldn't be like, Bridget was broken up with and like talk about that on the show. Like that's her personal biz, like whatever, that's whatever's going to happen there. I'm sure it will, but it hasn't happened yet. But, but you just can't resist a little gossip. <laughs> I, I can. I'm just like, girl, get ready for boys to disappoint you. And this is a small version of it. So um, she goes to a school called, its name is Small small middle school and um her they have a it's after halloween but they have a dance tomorrow called smalloween which doesn't really roll off the tongue but whatever (laughs) um anyways she um a couple like a month ago when they announced it she got in the car and she said yeah smalloween's in november and I got asked to go to it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I need every piece of information. And, you know, I gave it to the Tishi crew. Bobby did his business. <laughs> I know a lot about the... the <laughs> I know a lot about the... You know de- about their parents. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know too much information about this kid's, um, this kid's life. Anyway, so I guess um, they put tickets on sale um, 
like a week or two ago and you have to go and like buy a wristband and we gave Bridget some money to go buy it and she was like you know was right on it like really organized I'm gonna get my wristband well apparently they like sold out of tickets they were at capacity after like a day or two and I saw all of these on the stupid Facebook page I saw all these moms like my kid didn't get a ticket and I'm really upset I'm a little bit like "Eh, yeah whatever and then I asked Bridget I said you you got your ticket right you got your wristband and she was like oh yeah I I got it easily but XYZ boy did not get his in time he forgot to get his ticket and he can't go to the dance and I was like I mean she's really to me at least she's like whatever it's not a big deal like I'll just go with my friends it's not a big deal but I'm like just welcome not these particular boys on this show but welcome to boys being Uh, um and not as organized as you would like them to be not on top of their shit used to being disappointed yes exactly exactly i think uh just get ready for boys to disappoint you is probably just a (laughs) like just a good life lesson in general yes i'm like this is the small time version of it but it's going to i mean i love my husband but every single time i walk downstairs and he forgot to start the dishwasher the night before i'm like boys so yes these are these these small reminders um but yeah she's she's very she's really excited about it i mean i think i would have been like i'm crushed and she's like whatever i'm just gonna go party with my friends so you know i hope that's her true attitude because i feel like if i could go back in time and give myself any advice about boys it would be to fully ignore them give less exactly Like fully ignore them. Don't talk to them. Don't pay attention to them. Don't worry about them. Yeah. I do feel like that's what most women did to me. So that makes sense. Har, har, har. It's more also like don't concern your feelings as much. Like don't base your feelings on what they think of you. um, Because that's definitely something. I mean, it's so hard. It's so easy to say in hindsight and so hard to see it at the time but yeah. well easier said than done yeah it's impossible yes. i mean it's not going to happen for any teen g- girl who is into boys it's just no, not. i know exactly damn it come on why didn't i have a lesbian i mean maybe she will be who knows maybe she doesn't know yet uh-huh. um yeah thank god luck. my kid is queer <laughs> yes, <laughs> i know absolutely. i know Oh, I've told the story, but my dad was so disappointed when I came out as straight to him. <laughs> He's like, Merida, you like, are oh, a man. disappointment. Really? Uh, <laughs> really? Um, okay, but wait, and more um, dramatic news. Meredith, if you had a crash. Oh, my gosh. Did I ever? R.I.P. Gregory's car. Um, no. Yeah, this past Sunday, we went to, um, we usually go to the rowing gym on Sundays and I only mention this because it factors in a little bit later with our attire. Gregory was wearing shorts. Because you're ripped when you had to do it. I was yes. so like, ripped. You lifted up the car because I you lifted were... the car up <laughs> and threw it across eight mile. Um, no, we were coming home from the, well, we, we, we went to the gym. We, we did our little row class and then we had brunch and then we came home and we were driving on eight mile. We were in his car. He was driving. I was in the passenger seat, which is good because I had a mimosa. <laughs> uh, yes. Or two. Um, and he was like, oh, my gosh, this white truck is acting so crazy. Like they were tailgating me and then they passed me and now they're tailgating me again. This is weird. We were paying attention to this white truck. And so we're both looking and we were on eight mile. We're like eight mile is a boulevard with, um, you know, it's got a median with trees and grass and stuff in the middle. It's like three, four lanes on either side, depending on where you are. 
and we were kind of by one of these turnarounds and we're looking at this white truck and out of nowhere to our other to, to the other side a red jeep came and just smashed into the side of the holy car. shit was he going yeah. fast <laughs> no like we well we were not really because we were paying attention to this crazy truck um yeah. we were we were going but not like super fast i don't know how fast we were going maybe 35 or something and in retrospect, I don't know what they were trying. I don't know if they came from a side street or if they were in the outside lane and just took a hard, hard left. You know when people like, oh, I'm going to miss my exit and they cross seven lanes of traffic totally. on the highway? Yes. It, I, that was my first impression is that they did that. But they were basic, They were almost going perpendicular to traffic. So I maybe they came from a side street. I really don't know because we weren't paying attention to that side. We were looking oh at the truck. And That's they so smashed scary. into my side of the car. I know. And they jumped the curb because, you know, it's like these turnarounds with a curb and lights and stuff. And they jumped the curb. So they were never going to make this turnaround anyway, if that's what they were going for. <laughs> Even if we weren't there, they were going to jump the curb. And the airbags went off, um, <gasps> which was really scary. I'd never been in an airbag crash before. Um, Gregory, must he must have had more presence of mind than I did. He pulled out his phone um, as soon as he was able to, it was on a holster on the um, windshield and took a picture of the back of the car. And looking back, they already had a flat tire from, oh, probably oh. from hitting the curb. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's a they were at the light and the light was red. <laughs> so they're like stopped at the light at the turnaround. But they must have realized like, oh, wait, I'm fleeing from the scene of a crime. I better just go. And they ran the light. Oh, and then Jesus. they immediately got pulled over uh-huh. by a cop. And so I don't know if the cop saw them run the light or if the cop saw them do the crash or what, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they got pulled over. They were kind of behind, of course, like an abandoned strip club. <laughs> so I, I couldn't <laughs> see what was going on. But at least I saw like, OK, they got pulled over. Um, so I called 911 and the cops came. The, it was Oak Park cops. Oak Park is a northern suburb on the other side of 8 Mile. I was and wondering they, why the cops showed up. Yeah, well, because I called them. <laughs> A white lady called him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Because yep. if it was just a crash in, in the city of Detroit, I figured. We were technically in Oak Park. So that's yeah. why they showed up. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, I kind of use my white lady powers um, for good. You know, it's like clean up this vacant lot and they do it the next day and, you know, things like that. So I feel like when I when I summon the cops, they will come regardless but we were in technically we were in oak park territory so that those cops came and they you know took care of it it was okay um it was freezing cold gregory was wearing shorts um and so they let us sit in the back of a cop car which was my first time sitting in the back of a cop car well that's fun exciting Um, not very comfortable it's like hard plastic seats but it was at least warm yeah weird how that's not a high priority (laughs) yeah well I, I guess it's probably good that they can just hose it down and disinfect it if they need to, yeah. <laughs> depending on what goes on. Back Maybe there. you should have complained about how uncomfortable the seat was. So that <laughs> yeah, I should have gone on the improve. Imp- well, I, I don't have those powers in the suburbs. Um, I only have those powers in Detroit. So and these everybody's were not a Detroit white lady cops. in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm nothing special there. So anyway, the the car had to get towed. We called a lift to get home. The first question the lift driver asked us is, do you have insurance? Because it's so common here to not have insurance. <laughs> oh, gosh. But we do. Um, yes, we do. 
And turns out the the person who hit us does have insurance because Gregory got a call from their company today asking if um, like a bunch of questions and asking if, you know, they could pay our deductible because they don't want to get sued, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I learned a little bit about mini tort. Uh, law today. <laughs> okay, John Grisham. About. It's actually going to be the next baking with Anne. I was well, Gregory say. said he said I think it's a mini tort thing, and now I'm hungry. Is what he texted me. So the car is totaled. Um, R.I.P. Sweet Bolt. Um, so oh, I don't gosh. know if we're going to try to be a one car household for a while. He's got his motorcycles. I was going to say one um, car, one side car. One car, one side car, one actual motorcycle that works um so he you know he's taking his motorcycle to work most of the time and he doesn't mind riding in cold weather so but uh, you know it doesn't work great if you need to bring carry a lot of stuff or whatever so yeah if there's a blizzard etc so we'll see how long that lasts he's gonna get a decent chunk of change for the car um so that could just be a a down payment and we're okay he got a burn on his hand and on his leg from the airbag dust and I didn't realize it, but I got a major seatbelt bruise. So like my Ooh. shoulder and my hips are all bruised up, um, which didn't appear for like two days afterwards. So God. I thought I was totally fine, but bruised, bruised, bruised. That's so scary. But, well, I'm glad y'all are okay, but yeah. that's really scary. It was very, it was more scary than anything. Like we got home um, probably around noon. And he was like, I know it's noon, but can you make me a hot toddy? And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> I think, that, I think that's fair. It's deserved <laughs> we can drink right at now. Noon yes. After this sort of thing. Yes. So. But yeah, we're uh, okay. Just down one car. Yeah. Ugh, that is scary though. I know. I, I haven't been in an accident. Knock on wood. I feel like I shouldn't even say that. I haven't been in one in a while. And I almost got into one the other day. This guy changed lanes really quickly and I broke with like in an inch and he looked at me and he was smiling and I'm like, I want to punch uh, him in the face. I mean, he was like a gross, not teen, but maybe like a 20 something, whatever. I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, fuck, Get ready I'm for like boys to let you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get used to uh, it. Um, next up, Bobby, your situation isn't as scary as mine or is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not quite as scary as yours. Uh, just a just a short life update, which is that I'm still unpacking. I'm very proud of myself that I got my desk and all my shit wired up moments before we started to record this episode. Um, but we're easing into the new apartment uh, and we can ease that into the question about my studio name at some point because I'm going to need some help there still. Yes. But um, I just... Uh, thought I'd also mention that while you're hearing this, if you're a dedicated listener who listens the moment it posts, like I know many of you are, and all of you should be, uh, I'm in San Francisco right now. So if you have any good San Francisco hot tips, send them my way. I'm there until Monday night. Um, yeah, I guess that's Where that. are y'all staying, um, Bobby? I'm in you the financial me- district. Okay. No, uh, we're on the 26th floor at the Hilton <laughs> in the financial Perfect. district at the other end of the hall How from the executive lounge. Amazing. So... <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Room number? (laughs) We're just going to be knocking Uh, on rooms. (laughs) Well, the thing with the room number is I actually did pick a room, but I'm hoping for an upgrade. So hopefully that won't be our room. (laughs) Okay, Luke. Sam's going for a conference, and I'm going because we used all of my hotel points and airline points to get us there. So That'll be fun. um, Get first class? No. It's actually, we're flying JetBlue, so it's not even really an option, except for Mint Cabin, which... 
there are mint cabins on this plane, but it was going to be like thousands of dollars each way. Yeah. No. Um, nope. So flying in the back for the first time in a while, actually for a flight that long, but yeah, it'll be fine. It'll um, be fine. Sam, Sam is graciously taking the middle seat. So I'll have the aisle Ooh. and, uh, well, somebody's going to do it when it's three by three. I mean, so. this is when I don't have to sit next to my spouse. It's totally fine. I'm like, bye. See you later. <laughs> well, I would go aisle aisle, but I think she didn't want to go aisle aisle. So, you know. Whatever. I mean, there were times pre-kids where I would sit like rows away from Dave. I was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm just going to look at my phone. in a couple of hours. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. And I am renting a car. So... You I wasn't are? going to, um, but at the last minute, because I, last time we went to San Francisco, I'm sure we talked about it on the show, because it was, I don't know, four or five years ago or something, um, did not have a great trip. Like, we yeah. just, we were in a part of the city that's dead on the weekends. Um, I I felt like I was going to die from walking up, you know, 30 flights of hill stairs. <laughs> um, I you didn't should go end to up going- Berkeley. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't go to the Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't go out to the Redwoods because I didn't oh, know yeah. to get there. Yeah. And so I had enough points from Enterprise to get a car for the whole trip. So yeah, I just cashed. The- I figured as long as we're burning all my other points, we might as well burn those points, too. Yeah, actually, if you have a car, don't go to Bur- I mean, Berkeley's great, but you can get there on BART. But you should go to Marin County and then go to uh, the Muir Woods because they are really, really, really cool. It I is have totally a- worth it. Mm-hmm. I have a parking reservation for the lot there already for yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's awesome. No, it's so, really cool. It is I, like, I mean, I'm not a nature girly, but like it is definitely, you're like, I don't believe in God, but then you're like, is God real? This is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There, there's um, a town that's just north of San Francisco. I forgot. It's got a goofy name. Sausalito. 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 Yeah. Sausalito. Yeah. Like the cookies. Yep. And there's yes. like a... Uh, there's like a I don't know the right word, but there's like a, a like a community of of people that live on like abandoned boats like out Ooh. right offshore from these super, super rich people uh, where they park all their boats. And I had a friend that lived on one of those boats on a sailboat that was just like a drift for like two years. And it was like this constant fight for them to try and get them out. But it's a really cool area. Yeah. So check it out. See, yeah. this is why we bring you on the show. <laughs> no, that is that is peak Jeremy knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a management Sausalito people living on abandoned boats. Yeah, so I'm just going to try to do all the stuff I didn't do last time and take a full mulligan on the trip. Um, yeah. Sam's busy most of the time, so I'm going to be solo for I'm doing Alcatraz. Like I bought the tour ticket and the, all that um, alone just because. You know, yeah, Sam's fine. too busy, but as long as I don't get locked into a cell, it should be fine. Oh, Jeremy, thank you. Just texted me a link to a Guardian story about the people on the boats. Um, I might try to go to the restaurant that cooks everything with a shitload of garlic called the Stinking Rose, which yes. was on my list last time, but I didn't get there. So, you It's know, corny, but tr- it's good. Yeah, and I'm going to try to take a real vacation for a couple of days, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, find some Los Angeles, or not Los Angeles, some San Francisco Bay Area snacks find a grocery store you know all my Go to stuff. good bread boudin bakery Wait, are you gonna be there on monday yes maybe i can come visit you <gasps> oh yeah you're driving we fly out monday night but we fly out like pretty late 
Monday night. So, well, I think like, I'm leaving ooh. sometime Sunday, so it's very realistic. I could be in that area by. <laughs> It would be awesome for us to just be able to cheers, uh, you know, just uh, chant, you know, do a quick high five as you're driving down and I'm driving up to the airport. I'll let you know if I go down the coast. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I should post go. something somewhere because I haven't put the call out to like San Francisco tens or T-shears or I don't know. I still follow that girl that you're like, she's in San Francisco um, and she does kind of like semi burlesque is too strong of a word but she does like dancing your friend oh, yeah yes <laughs> one of sam's professional colleagues is who you're speaking of yes, <laughs> and yes she does she does dance this and going. this seems to be there's a whole industry of this now with dance studios that like um you're you're not slutty you're you're athletic like it's yeah. been rebranded and you you dance and they make videos like well, yeah, there's like a whole cottage industry of videography really around this mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's so funny because there will be people I follow and I'm like, why do I follow this person? I'm very invested in their life and their life journey. Whereas like two, two people that Bobby is friends with that I randomly started following on Instagram. So they both like both had babies. I'm like invested in their new babies. I'm like, I'm like, I've never met these people before. Wait, who's the other one? Wait a minute. You know, the, the. Buffalo people, the ones that do credit cards. Oh God, I don't pay attention to them anymore. <laughs> they just, they just, they just bought another Airbnb that they're, or like they just bought another house that they're like turning into an Airbnb, and it's shark themed. <laughs> it's oh, so what ugly. A time to be alive. <laughs> um, but I Maybe get very I'll stay invested. Maybe I'll next time I go back to Buffalo. Yeah, I'm very invested in their both of these people's lives. So yes. <laughs> Um, well, Bobby, will you bring us to the mailbag? I will absolutely bring us to the mailbag. Um, last week's question of the week was, who is your scariest horror character? And by the way, great episode. Well done. Sorry I missed it. Although I think I had nothing to contribute. I listened and thoroughly enjoyed the entire episode, but I did. I don't watch horror movies. Clearly, I just don't, neither I, do we. <laughs> well, I just don't enjoy them. And I don't know. Like... I guess I love Silence of the Lambs is a great movie. I yeah. I suppose that you know those were good choices. Buffalo Bill's a great choice. Um he just wants good clothes. Um yeah. but the listeners had a lot more to weigh in than I did. So we did not get any emails this last week. I did go and check the last email we got was Jeremy saying he could be on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Hey, you're welcome. But <laughs> uh, I will take us to So the you guys should write in. Facebook. It works. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. So you too can be on the show. The bar to get on the show is really low. Just ask. Okay. Just ask. You didn't have to say that part. Have a microphone. <laughs> no, Jeremy, we love you. Uh, uh, so we asked that, and here are your answers. Tierra wrote uh, everything in the ring, both scary and icky. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Chris writes, uh, Curris writes, there's two R's in there for some reason. The fascist villain Captain Vidal in Pan's Labyrinth may be the most horrifying character I've ever seen. Won't be watching that ever again. Is that the one with the like eyes as hands kind of thing? You know, have you ever seen? I've never I think seen. So, it. yeah. It's been a forever. I've never. I, I've never it seen it, but I feel like I've seen the. Let's see. Hold on. I saw it ages ago, so I don't remember. Yeah, it's the one that has the hands. It has eyeballs in it. Ooh, I don't Ooh. like that. I don't like it. I, I think I I think I'm hypersensitive to this because of Sam's work life, but eyeballs have really become a Halloween theme. 
right? Like I think more yeah. than when I was a kid. I don't remember eyeballs being a thing, but now people have those lawn inflatables where the eyeballs spin. Ugh. And like we have, um, like I bought a bunch of like ping pong ball size eyeballs. At, eyeballs are creepy. They I think are Dollar creepy. Tree. I put them in the candy dish. We got trick or treaters this year, by the way, which was really exciting. And so That's I got fun. to give out candy. And the kids kept wanting the eyeball ping pong balls instead of candy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never would have wanted a ping pong ball over candy. Well, they were well, probably worried about the fentanyl in the candy. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Cost thousands of dollars for me to make all that drug candy, but kids love it. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? It's worth it to get them hooked. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's profitable for me somehow. Yep. Uh, actually, this is another movie I do love. Amanda says The Shark from Jaws. Does that count? I was terrified after seeing that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, that counts. I do love Jaws, actually. So I guess that is one horror movie I. Um, I don't Rory, think it, does Jaws count as a horror movie? That's what yeah, I'm wondering because I have never I just seen it, Jaws. It's a summer romp. <laughs> yes, you um, have Jaws, seen it, which no, makes I've me think that it. it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Did we? Did the cinema road trip not stop at uh, Amity Island? I don't remember. I guess. Not. I guess not. Um, Rory was asking if he could watch it, and I was like, yeah, "I mean, Dave let Rory watch John Wick, so I'm like, uh, yes, you can watch, you can watch, uh, you can watch um, Jaws." But I'm like, it's one of those movies. I think now he probably wouldn't even think it was that scary, just because it's like the hint of it. It's like, you know, they didn't really have like adequate, um, you know, whatever CGI or. Or, right, it's yeah. goofy. You know, yeah, it's a, but it's almost they had to kind of like do it as like the threat of Jaws as opposed to like an actual really scary shark. Um, Have you seen those like showings of Jaws where you're in a body of water in an inner tube or whatever? No, absolutely and you're not. It on a huge screen like that yeah. seems like a nightmare to me. That's no, awesome. No, even absolutely. as even if the if the effects are bad, that would no. scare the crap out of no. me. No, and I'm so, not even really like scared of sharks, but absolutely not. Jaws 2 Electric is Blue. awful. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where the kids get sort of stuck on a, a raft of broken catamarans they've lashed together and the sharks just start, the shark just starts picking the kids off the raft, ooh, basically. Ooh. Like, like that one is gruesome and, and really just a mind fuck. The first one is actually, I think, a decent movie. I, I every summer... It's a, we'll watch Jaws at least twice every summer. Anyway, uh, Jonathan says, Robert Carlyle in 28 Weeks Later. I also thought Johnny Depp in Black Mass was extremely scary because he played a real-life mafia figure. I own both movies, but man, uh, is he nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, uh, I saw a meme recently of the film posters for 28 Days, 28 Days Later, and 28 Weeks Later asking how the films are related. <laughs> the number 28 the yeah. end <laughs> uh megan k writes the clown in it by well, yes. really clowns period yeah that's also another tim curry so you know i mean i guess mm-hmm. i guess i'll also there's like a new it and it's yeah. uh bill um one of those swedish brother people you know um what is her last name? You know, their dad was in Goodwill Hunting, and the the brother, one of the brothers, was in True Blood. Um, hold on, Bill. It. Clown. You're beyond me. Sam watched True Blood. I. Bill Scars Scarsgard. So like the oh, Scarsgard sure. family and oh. Alexander Scarsgard. The whole, you know, 
Stellan Skarsgård, his dad was the one that um, is the math professor in Goodwill Hunting. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's the other. There's he's the other it clown, but absolutely not. Gene uh, writes all of them. I avoid horror movies, but sometimes trailers sneak up on me. True story. One of my cousins was an actor in Halloween Three. Got killed off early. Ooh, yeah, famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan J writes Nosferatu, but the Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Tale of the Midnight Madness iteration. <laughs> Megan, are you ten years old? I love uh, it. Something. What are they called? Icky. Oh god. No, I was like, what was it called? Like Snickle. It was like Snickelodeon or something. It was uh, the like scary Nickelodeon. Jesus. Snick or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's well, I they, know Snick probably. was a thing, but I yeah. Don't... Yeah. I think that uh, was on Nick Snick. Mm-hmm. Megan continues. Uh, something about those icky fingers, one by one, coming around the corner. I would dash to change the channel. Just that image gives me nightmares or gave me nightmares, parenthetically, as a youth. Uh, and then like it adds, or methed up Tim Curry in Criminal Minds, <laughs> season five, episode 23. You know what? Criminal Minds is scary. Like it is for a network TV show. It is scary. I saw it like a couple of times. I was like, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. It's dark. Kind of same with SVU though. It's like, I don't know for better good, I guess, but I remember watching SVU and I was like, this is dark. Like it's Mm -hmm. way darker than I think the original, um, law and order is sort of, you know, a little bit corny. That one's like for real, for real. Wow. I just, I looked at pictures of Tim Curry and Criminal Minds. <laughs> wow. He's a scary <laughs> dude. They did a really good job making him look like shit. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> uh, I love that because the write-up I found is, you know, Criminal Minds-centric, the little blurb that shows up on Google is prior to Criminal Minds, Curry had notable roles in the Rocky Horror Picture Show Clue <laughs> and as Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, just, you know, the highlight, obviously, the apex of his career was playing a messed up player uh, character <laughs> on one episode of Criminal Minds. Obviously. So who said they hadn't seen Clue last week? I don't remember. Um, I haven't seen I mean, it. I mean, I've seen a, it. It's a slog, but I, mean. I I probably have seen it like at some point in my life, but not not to the point where it's like, oh, that's like my, you know, because there's definitely people who are like, yeah. that's my favorite. Like, um, I feel like I've seen classic. it multiple times, but never in, on purpose. If it's anything like the the board game, then I probably <laughs> had a fight with my family and stormed out halfway and through threw the, the board. <laughs> <laughs> you threw the TV across the room. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I lost my place because then I got distracted thinking about the movie Murder by Death, which is the movie that's not Clue, but it's very similar to Clue. All right. Uh, Gregory. I need yeah, a this pronouncer. Was a, this was a submission from via text, so I haven't heard him say this out loud. So oh, just no. do your best German. Uh, der Struvelpeter. <laughs> sure. Oh, yes. Sure. An 1845 German children's book, Peter is a rolling trailer that cuts off the thumbs of kids that suck their thumbs. Their thumbs. See, a roving tailor that cuts the thumbs of kids that suck their thumbs. 
freaked me out even though I wasn't a thumb sucker. I would well, encourage you to look this guy look this word up. Um the no, picture from the book is terrifying on Wikipedia. Oh my god. Ooh. I'll put it in Slack. Okay. That should be the show picture except not, <laughs> no. not on the not How on the pets no? episode. Hold on, I'm looking up a pronunciation. Oh, Google doesn't have like an easy pronouncer for it. Never mind. Uh, and that was it. Those were your your uh, your scariest horror characters. Jeremy, do you? I know you have limited cinema knowledge, but do you have a scariest horror character? Uh, you know, I was sitting here thinking about it, and um, no, no. The honestly, <laughs> the the two things like I never really was into horror movies. I mean, I never was able to be into them, and then once I was just never really did you it for me. Yeah. But um but there is a uh are you familiar with the movie Roger Rabbit? Yeah, well, yeah, that's the yeah. one that I yeah. said Judge yeah. Doom. Yes. 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 That's like, fucking frightening. That yeah. person and he the way that scary. they died like just gave oh. me the bad feeling. Uh yes. but I watched that movie over and over again cuz I had a huge crush on Jessica Rabbit. Unsurprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The real human being, Jessica mm-hmm. Rabbit. Yeah. Like I said, boys are dumb. Yep, they are. They are. Be careful, because there's a German children's book character that'll shut that down, too. <laughs> I'm sure. I think your thumbs are in danger. Anyway, Hillary, you want to take us to medium time? Yes, I do. Okay, I've been thinking about this because, as everybody knows, I have a new-ish pet. We've had, gosh, we've had him now for almost three months. He feels like a part of the family, Mr. Bruce. Um, and I would say that he um, he's a really good addition to our family. Like, for the you know, Dave works from home, which is great. So I don't have to, like, think about him being alone or anything or getting into any trouble. He's super, you know, potty training has not. I mean, he, w- he was already potty trained. Like I said, I felt like I stole somebody's dog because he was like, he's he kind of hold it forever. He's generally well behaved. He, you know, definitely pulls on his leash and you know, he can, he barks when people knock on the door, but like pretty much is, has been a great addition to it. So like I can sing his praises. He does have some quirks that I'm not used to having as like with my dogs that I've ever had. So I just was like, I need to talk about pets. Like how do we deal with their issues? And, and what do we love about our pet? You know, just all just pets in general. We've definitely talked about pets before, but like our, I feel like we've talked more about like past pets. Um, and now, like, let's let's dig into what's going on with pet, pets today. Um, and since you are our guest, Jeremy, tell me, what what do you love about your pets? I was going to ask, can I talk about multiple pets? Of course. Well, I, I think mean, Meredith, to start with an, Meredith and in, Bobby cannot be limited to one. Well, I so. hope we yeah. can because okay. I'm going <laughs> to. Um, one of my pets that I wanted to talk about is sadly recently deceased, but had a huge impact on my life nonetheless. Um, but I, I will say, uh, so we have Buddy, who yes. I think is maybe 10-ish years old, 10, I don't know. I tell people anywhere between 10 and 14, depending on, I guess, where my heart is at that day. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's like a chihuahua wiener dog mix and, um, you know, rescue from the, uh, uh, like, true sense of the word and that the people we got him from, like, saw him getting kicked down a flight of stairs and, Aww. like, literally just stole him. That's uh, evil. And, you know, yeah. he's a very, very high-maintenance dog. It doesn't really go out much. Kind of an inside kid. Um, he's got <laughs> tiny little legs, so we do take him for walks, but he gets tired out pretty <laughs> pretty early, especially at his, uh, 
in its old age. Um, and then, uh, and then we just recently in May got a dog, another dog named Coda. Um, and that was, we got her. And then I think two weeks later, Christy got laid off. And then I think about three weeks after that, I got laid off. Um, and she was, when we got her, she was a little 65 pound, uh, puppy. They told us she was a German shepherd Rottweiler mix, I think. Um, but we did one of those like DNA tests and came back half German shepherd, half Australian cattle dog. Um, so, (laughs) so, you know, not that it would have made a difference, uh, but after going and Googling, um, Australian cattle dogs, um, yes. it was a it's been a whole it's been a whole experience i will say that much um and it's been it's been good that uh that i'm unemployed because the the (laughs) dog needs to be exercised uh to the point of exhaustion at least twice a day and um she is used to you know whatever her breed or whatever uh, runs circles around cows all day so it takes um it takes a little bit of uh of work to to get her out there um and she went into heat two days after we got her which oh was my God. very exciting Fun. thankfully helped explain the behavior change from the prior meet and greets that we had with her <laughs> right. um, uh and then um and then the other pet that i wanted to mention was our our little baby beta fish that is now swimming in beta heaven uh Aww. paul Aww. And what I love about Paul is, um, like, I always wanted to have fish my whole life. I love fish tanks. I would love just going to the fish store and, like, looking at the fish tanks. It's, like, relaxing. And I don't know. I love I love fish tanks. I got a fish tank as a kid. My parents took me to the thing, loaded it up with fish, whatever. One by one, they just started dying. I had no idea oh. why. I had so much anxiety <laughs> about it that I stopped sleeping in my room because every time oh. that I would go up to my room, there would be a new dead fish. And it was just too much. And I couldn't figure out why. Ever since that experience, never went back to fish. Wasn't even planning on it because I just didn't want to have to deal with the loss. Smash cut to six months ago or whatever when my wonderful 13-year-old shows up from their mother's house with a betta fish in a little cup and says, look at this fish I got. I'm going to take it back and forth between your house and mom's house. Oh, that always works out. Uh-huh. Uh, they said that it's going to work. It's it's fine in a bowl. It's all it needs. So I went and like did the like went and Googled it, went and found the beta uh, beta fish subreddit, started digging in there <laughs> and um, did a crash course on um, taking care of fish, fish tending. I don't know what the right word is fish uh caring for uh, fish i don't fish know whatever. now but that sure. like, oh, like that's like yeah that's killing. different that's yeah. what they do at like pike place <laughs> yeah. yeah well we didn't do that um but but that's when i learned i got to learn all about the nitrogen cycle um which is probably wow. what killed my fish earlier uh it turns mm-hmm. out that there's beneficial bacteria that need to build up in a fish tank before you can put finish fish in it because they take the uh the ammonia that's created from the fish waste and break it down into nitrates or nitrites or something and needs this bacteria that bacteria takes a while to kind of get kick-started you're supposed to do all this before you even put the fish in the tank so oh my gosh it's like a sourdough starter but I, for fish <laughs> i got i got this fish and i went and learned uh, they call it cycling the tank to, to get it ready for a fish. But I already had a fish, so I had to do this thing called um, 
fish in cycle. So, you know, you have to like measure the water parameters. I had to get this special testing kit. I had to test the water every day. I added these like bacterial starters. I had to monitor the like the size and the uh, activity level of the fish to make sure that there wasn't any issues. Uh, like we ran into an issue with fin rot, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, oh God! And so I, you know, I now have a whole bucket full of uh, different kinds of betta fish antibiotics. Um, I, I learned about <laughs> hospital tanks and uh, <laughs> all sorts oh of God. stuff. Um, and it was it was a really great experience, honestly, just learning about all that. I got like very attached to this fish, as did as did Elliot. Um, and then. Um, and then, you know, about six months later, sadly, um, Paul, Paul uh, passed away. Um, I'm sorry. And I know that this is still the, like, why I love my pet thing, but <laughs> I just have to say that, like, I'm going to cry already. Um, oh, well, you were really <laughs> invested in this animal. Not it's understandable. I, I felt the same, like, level of emotional whatever that I did when I've lost, like, pets uh like pets dogs, dogs you know or, or, or yeah. rodent rats that i had or whatever in the past um but what was really precious about it honestly was um getting to go through kind of that grieving process with elliot um yeah and like i don't know why i became such a bummer all of a sudden but um, <laughs> get out of here i'm canceling uh, your zoom uh you know but it i i in my life including with fish, with balloons, with kites, um, have sometimes avoided them because <laughs> I have anxiety about when those things go away from childhood or whatever. Um, and so this was one of those things where, like, I didn't have a choice to avoid it because my kid just showed up with it. Um, yeah. I, you know, we got the opportunity to learn a lot from it. And um, and then I got to kind of go through that grieving process with Elliot. I think it was um, – it definitely brought us – both closer together because nobody else um let alone especially christy did not understand why we were both so crying so much over a fish um, uh, christy's like what are you doing <laughs> and but now i have i have a five gallon heated cycled filtered r tank ready to go for the next beta that we bring on board um and uh, i am i planted a bunch of like real aquatic plants in it so um currently just a little nemite snail living in there right now but mm. we're gonna get another beta once uh once elliot's ready and then give give it another go cool add to your... i think that's great i mean that's what we sign up for right like we're signing up for heartbreak in yep. six months to 15 years depending on the animal yes, right exactly yeah. like we do this to ourselves and then and that's why it really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about Coda while we're talking about why we love our pets. Um, I like uh, no secret, probably anyway, like not been the greatest time in our household lately. Lots of um, existential dread about, of course, not having income and whatever. Um, and uh, that goddamn dog has gotten me out of the house like you know it's, during yeah. the summer i was like i probably spent five or six hours a day outside of the house wow. um and i still i still go out three four hours now um 
but I was like, especially during the summer when uh, I didn't have, I have like a part-time kind of temp job now, but um, um, yeah, man, it, like that, that dog has been my saving grace through the last yep. few months. Um, got me outside breathing fresh air and, uh, you know, challenging myself, yeah. running around the mm-hmm. woods, <laughs> whatever, whatever else. So and it kind of gets you out of your body a little, I mean, like out of your brain a little bit, you know, when you're just walking yeah. and having to, you know, and you can, I don't know. You I find to focus on another creature. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, yeah. yeah it's always good. Um, a little annoyed that uh, Jeremy just swooped in and stole my spot as the uh, guy in touch with his feelings on the show. <laughs> Sorry. There can There's be more a new than one. sheriff in town. I don't know that there can be more than one. I think <laughs> we're supposed to be generally disappointing, right? If this show has taught me anything. This don't live up to that yes. stereotype. All right. Just uh, uh, remember that, that, you know, it's always a roller coaster with boys and fish. <laughs> yes this is just a yeah. bit i'm a cold-hearted asshole <laughs> yeah oh, um, we all know that okay i'm gonna go really quickly um as i've discussed why i love bruce he's on my bed right now he's yeah he's i was like he's not gonna sleep on the bed well that quickly devolved especially once we had all the shit for our bathroom kind of everything was chaotic I was like, it's fine. Just get on the bed. It's fine. Um, he's very sweet. And he, like I said, I like that he's potty trained really well. Um, I like, like you, Jeremy, I like going on walks with him in the morning and at night. And he's just, he like is a sweet, dumb golden retriever. Golden retrievers are both smart and dumb at the same time. Like they're dumb because they're just sort of like dumb blondes. Like, Hey, what's up? Like just, they want to be pet and they want to eat. But they also like, because they act dumb. I underestimate them. And then I'm like, you're actually a pretty smart guy. I also like, and I'm not, I mean, as far as pedicate goes, I, I truly do believe in always having your dog on a leash. Like, absolutely. Because you never know what they're going to do. Even the most like Uh-oh. well-trained, but like I will write, like when I'm throwing his, our, our um, trash, like our trash barrels are on the side of the house. So when I'm throwing his poop out in the trash barrel, I'll unleash it. I'll like drop his leash and I'll go do it because I don't want to. Dra- it's always muddy over there. I don't want to drag him over there. And then I take his leash off. I'm really like right in front of my house, and he walks up behind me. Like he's good at that. I c- would never take him on a. I mean, I would if I was at an off leash park. I would, but I would never like put him off leash. But he's pretty. He knows where our house is. Like he's kind of like he's dumb smart. Where he's he's just as very food motivated. Boy. I know, but he's a he's a good boy. And I'm like, I'll look at him. I'm like, what did you look like as a puppy? And you know, he doesn't Probably respond like to me. Every other <laughs> I know. And this is how I know I love him so much because this is um little hot tip gross part of me is something that I can't stand in a dog. Like I can't look at and I can feel very connected with a dog when I do this to them as I, <laughs> I clean their eye boogers out. Like I, oh, I oh. have to like get after them. Oh, yeah, so yeah. every morning, no, but I, Ew, uh, <laughs> what? No. that's the thing. That's the move. It is. Yeah, you feed the dog the eye boogers because then they're not gonna. They don't pull away when you do it again because they get a little bonus afterwards. They're like, they get a little treat. It's well, disgusting. The thing about, it's so the thing disgusting. about golden retrievers. They almost never pull away from anything. And I do actually love him more because we got him groomed. And this time with um with Duchess, we were not great um, golden owners, and we were like, yeah, shave her off, like you know, get her a puppy cut. You're really not supposed to do that with goldens, but because he was blowing his coat so much as I previously described. I was like, just get rid of the undercoat and just trim him up. Cause he looked like a ragamuffin and, and you know, trim up his 
an express in, which is the reason why I pay a groomer because that's not happening on at Ooh, my house. I um, just did a went down a whole Google train on that one. Oh God, that is a, that is a scary Horrible. situation. I did not know that uh, anal glands smelled like fish. By the way, I would not. Have <laughs> did you know that. that? Did you know that cats have them too? Really? No. Yeah. Although oh. they don't really have to be expressed, but they they will express them themselves if they're really feeling expressed. Oh. Well, that's how he, he hasn't done it yet. But I could always tell a Duchess when she starts doing the butt scoot. I'm like, no, mm. you gotta go. Um. Anyway, he's a sweet angel baby, and I love him so much, and he's a perfect fit for our family. Um, but also, Aww. there's some problems. Uh, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the reason why I love cats in general is because they're teddy bears that are alive, and they're wearing mittens, and they love me. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything better than that. Um, they're pretty independent. I could leave them alone overnight, but I do not. Um, even if we are going to be late home from dinner or something, I will get the pet sitter to come and take care of them <laughs> because Aww. it gives me too much anxiety to leave them alone. What Plus are they, they need doing? Medication. Yeah. Well, they will try to kill each other if they don't get their medicine. So it's worth it to me to pay, <laughs> yeah, to pay like $30 for the cat sitter to come and just do it. Um, also, she takes better care of them than I do because she is being paid. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know if I need to do a rundown, but I have four cats right now. Um, wonky is the oldest. She is 17 years old. Wow. Um, she is gray and white. And then how many like cat years is that? Um, I think I looked it up last year. It's like, it's like close to a hundred. Like she is old, 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 old. Um, but also like, doesn't seem to really be slowing down. Like she has cataracts, but she's always had cataracts. Like since she was born, it's congenital and it doesn't cause any problems. So she kind of has these roomy eyes, but she always has. Um, and, and she, she hitches a little bit when she goes down the stairs, but that's the only thing she can jump. I have bar stool height chairs all throughout the downstairs and she can jump on my lap when I'm sitting on those chairs. So I'm like, Oh, I'm so concerned about her. Like every little thing she does, I'm like, oh no, oh no. But she's fine. Like she can <laughs> do everything that the younger cats can do too. Um, <laughs> she has hyperthyroidism, so she's on a thyroid pill. And I give her gabapentin, a little bit of gabapentin twice a day just for her aches and pains because it's a nerve pain medicine and it kind of helps with joint pain and things like that. So She's the oldest one. I've had her since 2017 or two, I'm sorry, 2007. God, that sounds like a million years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then that was like um, George Bush was president then. I know. I was in grad <laughs> school and she just like sauntered up to my door. She was nur- clearly nursing a litter of kittens and was with her boyfriend was like, excuse me, I'd like some food. And I was like, well, hello, I'm a sucker. <laughs> so here you go. And uh, once she finished weaning her kittens, she came back for good. And I did not let her leave. And that's how I got her. And then there's uh, Link, who's about 13 years old. He was found on an overpass over a highway in Detroit when he was about three months old. And he's the orange and white boy. If you're on, if you're my Instagram friend, you've seen all these guys a billion times. Um, And then, of course, there's Bear who was the little guy who was found by himself at two weeks old in a friend of a friend's backyard. And I had to nurse him twice, like every two hours, like a baby. (laughs) Um, He's now like six, five, six. Wow. I know. Um, 
And then Little Man is the newest addition. He is a tiny little guy, uh, although he's not as tiny as when I first got him. He showed up in the backyard last year. Remember um, when you were like, limping. I'm not keeping him. I'm not keeping him. And we're yeah, like, well, LOL. Yeah, well, that was a joke. I think everyone was laughing at me, including me. <laughs> I knew that wasn't true. I could not let him go. And we, we were like, heart, we thought about it. And we put him, <laughs> we actually put him outside for like five minutes. And we both like started crying. And we're like, nope, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can't do it. He's staying. So when uh, when when we he first showed up, he was six pounds, and I took him to the vet, and she's like, he's full grown, he's an adult, um, and and he's just like a miniature guy. He looks like an adolescent. Oh, um, and Team he's cat. now eight pounds, like a whopping eight pounds, <laughs> but he's still so little. And Bear is enormous. Bear is probably twice his size. So and they're best buds. So it's real fun to watch them. Oh. interact so that's my troop and they're awesome and i i do love cats because they're self-sufficient but also they love us um yes they're not aloof at all like they love to sit on our laps they love to be with us they love to be in the same room um i think i have three of four in my in the room with me right now <laughs> uh, so they're they're very personable and uh they, they each have their own little personalities, and they're wonderful. So that's why I love them. Roberto. So let's talk about the cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as many as Meredith, but... Um, Fella and Simmy ruled this new apartment. Do they like um, it? They seem to. Um, right. We're sort of figuring out where the litter boxes are going to live. We need to figure out where the second one is going to go. That's always a struggle in the apartment. The first one we've, we bought a, like a folding room divider that sort of cuts off the end of a hall in a way that there can be a cat bathroom situation area. <laughs> uh, and it, it's worked out well. Um, but they're still getting their bearings. Um, and they very much are perfect counterparts to one another. So listeners will recall, we got Fella first. We've had Fella for a while. Um, Fella just weighed in at his recent vet visit at 19 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he's like two and a half times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the cat is a man. fucking bowling ball. Um, and he has this over-grooming where he has licked himself bare to the skin on his belly, basically. And he sits up on his ass and like sits up like a human, but then licks down on his belly. It is just so awkward watching that cat exist. Um, but we've had him a little longer. He's mellower. He's a cuddler sometimes. Um, uh, and, and he's just kind of the, the low and lazy, <laughs> you know, just lumbering around the house kind of guy and he he sleeps under the covers in the vet all day uh and then more recently we got simba who we call simmy came with the nickname simmy though i've taken to calling him simothy which sam does not like (laughs) i like it (laughs) uh sim uh is like the kitten he's a third of the weight of fella and he runs around the apartment and terrorizes us and fella and Fella has become much more muted in his personality ever since we got Simba. But I do think that they make sort of a perfect pair. And you would think like it's the old man and the kitten, but they're about the same age. And they're both orange, which means they share one brain cell between them. Yes. 
Um, we have two food bowls for them that are on automatic feeders. Right now they're side by side because we haven't figured out where to put them yet. Uh, Sim literally today would not eat the food out of fella's bowl that drops about 15 minutes before his. And then he waited for his empty bowl for the food to drop and then ate it. It's the same food. Oh, like we don't try to keep them apart from their bowls. Just, you know, the habits that that place. So I love them for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, they are constant company. And I, I mean that mostly for Sam. So <laughs> Sam's always sad when I'm not here. I don't know why she was spending any more time with me than she already does. But whenever I come home, wherever she's lounging, um, Sim's probably sitting on the couch or bed next to her and fellas probably at her feet. Um, and she wasn't feeling well today. So she was in bed when I got home and sure enough, Sim was curled up like right in the crook of her knee <laughs> randomly. and fellow was on the floor next to the bed, right next to her. So, you know, built in human heating pads. Um, when we're both here, Sim is very much my cat. Um, and he is the one who's a little killer. Um, He's the one who got returned to the SPCA twice because of behavioral issues before he got to us. And we hadn't had an issue with him at all until he mauled Dana's face. (laughs) which We've talked about here. Uh, But, you know, that's Dana's fault for rolling out of her sleep, I think. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, Bobby, Uh, with that, do you want to, are you, oh, you're still extolling their values. Well, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, like I said, their companionship. And I, I'm also really glad we got Sim to keep Fella company, even though I felt really bad for Fella at first because he was king of the castle and then really got put into place. Yeah. But I they they chase each other all night long and they play fight, but they don't, they've only ever really hurt each other once or twice. And now they basically just give someone, they, somebody to tackle and chase, right? So yeah. I think they've learned to coexist and are better for it together. Um and Sim is my little snuggle guy. I mean, he'll jump up in my lap or let me hold him and carry him. And he, I could do anything to him and he won't lash out at me. I don't, I think he likes guys. Yeah. And so, you know, that works out. But yeah, do you want me to switch to why I hate my pet? Sim yes. A misogynist. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, can yes. I talk about why I hate your pet? Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't actually have anything to say. Lay it on me. <laughs> I was not Come expecting that answer. I'll introduce <laughs> you and then we can, um, I, I hate my pet for the random acts of violence. I mean, uh, this one, I'm not going to take long to elaborate because we've talked about it recently. But, I mean, he did destroy my friend's face and cost him hundreds of dollars in medical bills. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think she's still cool. In fact, we needed a cat sitter for this weekend. And I thought about asking Dana. And I thought, maybe not, Dana. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean fellow would never do that i mean fellow cut you with a claw on accident um both of them are hypersensitive to having their claws trimmed and so that's really a battle um sim also did take his rage out on a vet tech uh in the time we've had him and they tried to do his claws and it, it didn't go well um so that i hate um I don't even mind doing the litter box that much, although Sim smells awful. Um, and also, as long as we're talking about that gross stuff, Sim's this little tiny cat who just likes to stand up when he pees. And so instead of hitting the litter box, he'll just pee on the wall behind him. Straight oh, back. Yeah. puppy pads to the wall. We That's do it. That's what Wonky yep. does. Yep. yep. Just, just straight back sprays. Just. Yep. Wonky does the same exact thing. Such and always an has. asshole. <laughs> 
Um, and then traveling, you know, Meredith, you mentioned you've got your pet sitter because we move, you know, twice a year. Um, I haven't yet established a relationship with a real pet sitter. And so every time we want to travel or something, it's a real challenge. And that's, you know, I think the primary reason we don't have a dog other than that, you know, all these apartments we've been in, but like we can leave the cats for up to about 48 hours is where we're comfortable. But even for this weekend, we're like, what the fuck are we going to do for San Francisco? Uh, of course, I mean, somebody's living here the whole weekend. You definitely shouldn't come rob us. But like someone has to come check on the cats and um, we got another friend to come. But it's just really awkward to have someone come and do that. So we've had good cat sitters in other cities. I don't know what we're going to do here, but it's always just kind of that extra complication for planning our lives. Yeah, to figure out sure. how to take care of them. And that's frustrating. Oh, this is kind of a big, big brain move, Bobby. But if you don't go anywhere, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something to think mm-hmm. about. It has crossed my mind. Something to think about. <laughs> so that's uh, it. That's what I hate. <laughs> Meredith. Uh, also hate the litter, um, but that's kind of unavoidable. You know, it's... Well, they make those toilet training things. And, and doesn't isn't cat litter like highly toxic to pregnant people? Yeah, because it can give you toxoplasmosis. Oh yes, um, that old gambit. I had no idea. It's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, but I am in no danger of that. So I just do the litter every day. Um, yeah, it's a daily chore. But I have you know the number of cats plus one boxes, and therefore none of them all get all that terrible. And plus, yeah. they're in the basement, so I can avoid them. Like, I can avoid dealing with them until I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to do the litter today. Do they so all be in different boxes? Like, um, regular? They kind of, like, have favorites. I don't know whose is who. Uh, I'm not like, oh, this is definitely, <laughs> this belongs to this cat. I can't tell. But um, I can tell you this. When you have one really, really big cat and one really, really small cat, I do know which poops are which. It's very yeah. obvious. Yeah. Well, Wonky has, she's been on prescription fiber food for most of her life. So, like... Oof. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can tell you from my childhood experience that um if you pee in a cat box, the cat won't go there anymore. <laughs> they just start Aww. peeing on the floor. That's good to know. Turns I'll, out. I'll, I'll stop doing that. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. No, but actually they're they're very good. Like they don't have accidents. They don't go anywhere they're not supposed to. I do have puppy pads on the floor around the boxes just in case there are like spillovers and on the walls behind them because of <laughs> well, overspray. how wonky like <laughs> yeah. um so that's not fun, but you know, it's like 5 minutes out of the day. It's okay. And that but the thing that that really bugs me and that we have spent a lot of money and time trying to figure out how to avoid is that they we we do not let them in the bedroom at night because we would never get any sleep. They love to sleep on the bed. And so while we're watching TV, we will let all four of them. And they're, like sometimes there's four cats all under the covers or three oh. under the covers and one on top of the covers because they like to be warm. And so we let them hang out on the bed until we're ready to fall asleep. And then it's like, all right, now we got to kick the cats out. <laughs> um, and... One of the thing is like the they'll let us be in peace for most of the night, but starting at about four thirty, they will start to scream at us for food <laughs> because they want breakfast, and that's not going to fly. So we're like, okay, we can't have this happening. So we bought an auto feeder, and we got a splitter, a three D printed splitter, of course, um, 
that goes off at like 5.30 in the morning and 5.45 in the morning. And that allows us to sleep until like 6.30 at the latest. Like we don't ever really sleep past 6.30, even on the weekends, because that's kind of when they start to scream at us for food. So we shut the door. Even if you wanted to, you guys like are unable to sleep in past 6.30 or so. Yeah. And that's why I am like, I, that's kind of why my bedtime is so strictly enforced. It's kind of a yeah. joke among us. But like, if I don't go to bed by 10, forget yeah. it. <laughs> like, Cause I'm, I'm not asleep exhausted. at 10. Like I'm, yeah. you know, you're so, like, messing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I have to kind of, I have to, that's kind of a boundary that I have to set, um, because of these creatures. Um, <laughs> and so we have the auto feeder and it, it allows us to sleep in a tiny bit like it's i mean you know more than 4 30 in the morning yeah um, yeah <laughs> and so you know that that's one way around it the other thing that we do is because wonky will stand up on her hind legs and scratch on the door um so she'll we'll hear this psh, 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 psh. and the only real way around that that we found is that we put a baby gate up um in front of our bedroom door (laughs) so not only do we have to shut the door we have to put a baby gate up uh in front of it and it kind of keeps them from from doing that so that those are the things that we have done to avoid (laughs) them waking us up at four in the morning and why don't sorry if i missed this but why don't you let them just sleep in the bed because they will walk on us they will so like Ah. You know, there will usually be, we have a queen, a queen size bed. If we had a king, that might be a different story, but like Link likes to sleep between my knees and so I can't move. And then Wonky sleeps between us under the blanket. And so I don't want to squash her because she's, you know, brittle and made of dust. So I don't want to <laughs> roll over onto her or whatever. And then the, the, the other two boys, Bear and Little Man, will like wrestle on the bed all night and on our faces and they'll knock over stuff on our bedside tables and... Like, God forbid I have a glass of water next to me. It will get spilled. (laughs) You know, it's just a nightmare. Um, They will climb into the window and mess with the blinds and the drapes and the plants and try to eat leaves. And it's just, it's terrible. We've we've accidentally fallen asleep with them in the room and with the door open. And it's always a nightmare. It's like (laughs) two in the morning and we have to round them up and kick them out. And they will hide under the bed and try to avoid us. And it's just like a gauntlet, you know. It's just, it's terrible. So. They cannot be in the room with us. <laughs> See, we've we've given up on that. It's only two of them, but we do let them in the room. They both sleep on the bed with us. Um, and uh, then at three in the morning, they just decide to go fucking bananas and run all across the apartment and wake Sam up. And I sleep through it, so I don't care. You got to get one but, of those uh, auto feeders there, Bobby. We have yeah. them. No, it's not the food. It's that they want to kill each other. They decide <laughs> oh. that that's the time for the battle royale of cats. Yeah. Um, and they just they run end to end of the apartment up and down the bed and down the floor and all over the place they Um, can do that in the rest of the house and we have an air filter in our bedroom and the ceiling fans on so with enough white noise we can't hear them doing all that (laughs) that's fine we usually wake up in the morning and it's like okay what did they do (laughs) what happened they yeah they threw a ladle on the ground they had a party (laughs) yep i feel like they would claw right through the door if we tried to keep it closed Put up a baby game. My parents, like, growing up, we had a cat, and I have memories of it, like, going up on my, my parents had, like, this real tall headboard shelf thing behind their bed, and she would go, like, way up high and, like, target, like, knock stuff off of the shelf way up high, 
like yeah. I don't know if she was trying to kill them or whatever, but she would like knock like a jar of pennies off like eight feet up <laughs> above where they're sleeping. And I don't know. They like to throw things off of surfaces to see what'll happen. Yeah. So I don't uh, think it's malicious. I think it's just curious. Yeah. Oh, they're like, oopsie, did I do that? Mm-hmm. I like to think that our childhood cat wanted to kill my parents. Like, I mean, maybe maybe, they might. maybe she knew something that, that we didn't she was tunes's i'm always going to invoke tunes's like that's oh, yeah. my goal <laughs> a couple weeks ago i spent too much time trying to find an easter egg of just tunes's no <laughs> but i couldn't find that exact phrasing so i gave up oh <laughs> what is um tunes's? what's tunes's oh my yeah. gosh oh i'll send you some clips so it was an snl it was Ridiculous, but it was an SNL, you know, recurring character. Toons is the driving cat. <laughs> and Toons would be driving like Steve Martin or somebody or whoever was hosting. And then he always he always drove over a cliff. <laughs> and they'd be like, Toons is no. <laughs> and it was just right. this terrible like puppet of a cat, right? Like it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And no matter what it was, it was always some very thin plot that meant that the cat was driving unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so stupid, so but it, it always made me laugh. <laughs> um, okay, well, this is um, and mostly Meredith, but if anybody wants to chime in with their experience, they can tell me. Okay, so as I said, Bruce is an amazing dog. We love him. We took him trick or treating. He's lovely. However, and this is and it's just, I just haven't dealt with this ever. Okay, so when I, we left the house with Duchess and we did work away from home. And like, honestly, Duchess was at home by herself for Duchess being our previous dog, um, for, from eight to six. I mean, we, we couldn't stretch it that much longer, but she, and we would, we didn't put her in a crate. We, but you know, we pinned her in the kitchen and our kitchen's pretty big, but like, you know, so she had enough space room and whatever it was, it worked out fine. We baby gated her in there. Um, as I said, Dave works from home, which is good because, Bruce is kind of just chilling with him. Um, being that Bruce is a rescue, uh, something that we kind of didn't realize before is he has a lot of separation anxiety. Like he does not like to be alone at all. Um, so on the weekends, sometimes that is sort of tough because we're going somewhere, not for like long periods of time, but like Dave or I might be going to the you know, baseball fields with the kids or, you know, I'm at the gym or whatever, like we're gone or we're going to dinner. And it's like, we can't, um, we can't like pin it. We can't put him in the, with a baby gate. Cause he just tries to break out of it. Um, and then when we, um, when we went to Galveston a couple weeks ago and he, we put him out of border, which we'd used before and we love them. Like they're really nice. And during the day, like they, dogs are running around it's it's like on a farm so the dogs are running around it's not like they're pinned in all day but at night they're in a crate um and he was like rubbing his nose up against the crate to like you know get out and he like had a scab on his nose and they were like Aww. we're so sorry and we're like no no it's okay it's okay um and so we've tried all of these like various things so then this past weekend I was um Dave was doing something. I had gone out to a birthday brunch <laughs> and I just thought, you know, I'm just, cause he does like to get into trash, which is like annoying, but whatever it's dogs. Like they just like to nose around, but I'm like, okay, let's just make sure everybody's doors are closed, close the bathroom. Like let's just kind of, so he can roam around. He he's like I said, he's potty trained. So it's not like 
or he's he's housebroken. I wish he was potty trained. That would be hilarious. But um, he's housebroken. <laughs> so like I'm like he can roam around. He's not going to really chew on anything. Well, um, he um, I got home after having two to three mimosas, and Dave was like, "Hey, um, turn around and look at the door." Here, I'm going to send this to y'all in this Slack. Hold on one second. And it's not that bad. But I'm like, this poor guy, like, he's he was basically, like, chewing at the door. If you look in the Slack. Oh, um, no. And we weren't gone for that long. Like, it might have been an hour that he was. Um, some of those scratches, I'm not sure if all of those are his. That might have just been, like, throughout the years. But that on the on the painted part, that is definitely um, his doing. So I'm like... We have to leave the house. <laughs> There's going to be times when we are all gone from the house for whatever reason. And it's definitely like when, um, you know, if Dave and I are gone and it's just Bridget and Rory at home, which again, isn't usually for like a super long time. It might be an hour or two. I'm like, Bridget, make sure you have him because he's going to like, like let him know that you're here. So he's not like, uh, where is everybody? Um, so yeah, it's this... I've been like Googling, you know, anti-exact, like, do I need to put them on meds? Do I need to put them on like CBD? I don't know if that works. I need to call the vet and talk to them about it and be like, I don't know what to do because it's not, you know, people are big proponents of crating. It's not a crating thing because he doesn't really need to be crated. I don't think it just is. He needs, I I don't know if we just need to leave. That was going to be my suggestion. I mean, if you crate train them, they love to be in their crates. Yeah. Yeah. And then they obviously can't chew the door. Five, so I'm like, do I need to give him a little? It's like, not too late. I mean, I crate yeah. trained Molly when she was like ten. Yeah, no, that's true. Thought you were gonna say Gregory for just a second. There. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, do yeah, I need he's to, in like, his crate right now. Give him Valium when we leave. Like, just drug him. And like, it's gonna be okay, baby. Um, anyway, I'm gonna call the vet. But it's definitely something that I'm like, baby, we're coming back. And I'm. It makes me sad. Like, I was a little bit annoyed. I'm like. I don't like that very much. And I'm sure he really under, I think he understands what I'm saying. And he's like, I don't speak English, but I'm like, (laughs) you know, pointing to it like, no. And he's like, okay, like, can I eat now? But he, it just wants to be around people. And, and he was a rescue, you know, he was, he was desert deserted somewhere in Mexico. So I'm like this poor baby. I mean, I understand why he has separation anxiety and he wants to be around us all the time, but I'm like, and he's lucky because we are home most of the time. So it's, or at least one person is home most of the time. But again, like weekends are sort of a challenge. Weekends are when it's like, well, Dave has to leave. I have to leave. Anyway, so it's so now I've become the person I never I said I would like would never be, which is the person that inappropriately brings my dog places. Like I'm like, is it cool if I have my dog here? Um, oh, man, I, I, I did that all the time with Eddie. No, I'm like, hey, I saw it. Dave picked up Rory from school and he sent me a picture and it was like, well, there's Bruce in the back. Like, yeah, just get in the car. It's fine. Whatever. Um, and he doesn't mind riding in the car and he's otherwise very easygoing. Um, so it's easy to bring him around places. It's just as this, uh, this little, this little tick, this little baby is scared that we're never going to I had that with Eddie. He was, he was very anxious about being away from people and crate training was the only, I mean, he would have chewed up everything. There were a couple times where I just like let him be out and I watched the camera footage of him afterwards and he was just running from one door to the other barking the entire time and if I gave him I would make him frozen Kongs that had a mixture of like of yogurt and peanut butter and freeze them 
Yeah. It kept him busy the whole time I was gone. Like if I went to yoga or the grocery store, I mean, that was it. Like I was home yeah. the rest with of the it. time. Yeah. Um, But I put him in his crate with one of those things and he would just like, you know, it would keep him busy and he would be yeah. okay. Yeah. And then he would fall asleep. Um, oh, So baby. I wouldn't poo poo crate training. Okay. Yet. Okay. Well, I'll look into it. I know this poor baby, and he's so sweet. He's sleeping here right now. He might like it, you know. Yeah, he, he might, might feel like he's in a cave or something. Totally. Uh, the only thing that it gives me pause is that he was when he was at the other place. He was just like, you know, rubbed his nose up against it or tried to get out of it. Not trying to get out. Right. It's not like he's an escape artist, and he's not really a barker unless somebody knocks on the door. But like, he's not really a barker necessarily. It just is him being stressed about us deserting him or whatever anyway so yes that is something i hate about uh roots and i feel sad about it more than anything because i'm like and i also i do hate that he occasionally goes through trash especially when there's a certain aunt is visiting during the month i have to cover up that (laughs) i had to hide that trash can in the bathroom (laughs) i was going into my pest control mode thinking like what kind of ants could these be why, why, why would this a-u-n-t aunt 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 i don't know hillary if you give him a treat in there yeah he won't have time won't to rub do. his nose on stuff give him yeah a, i used to give any either those frozen kongs or like a fro it was disgusting and i would put a puppy pad down but a frozen um uh kneecap cow kneecap you can get them at pet stores okay Um, oh yeah it's disgusting but it keeps them chewing for a long long time yeah who doesn't have a good kneecap Mm, delish Mm. delish um well stay tuned we'll see and now let's see what this weekend holds i'm like what's what and now i'm like doing this sort of like okay well if dave goes here then i'll stay here then i'll do this so no no yeah i went through all that and it's way more stress than it's worth yes it is it is. Oh, anyway, okay, Jeremy, what do you hate about your pets? Oh, man. Not um, Paul. Not Paul. Paul's a saint. Well, yeah. All uh, right, What I really hate with Buddy, I really hate clipping his nails. Ooh. It's been, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've had the dog for five-ish years, maybe a little bit more, and it has been a battle since we got him. Um, it, like, literally, I still... I still have to put a muzzle on him. Poor dude only has like four oh. teeth left, but oh, he gets poor like, baby. he just doesn't like it. I think he's got like a lot of trauma attached to it. So like, I mean, I tried every single trick I saw anywhere or read about. I had the clippers out. I would give them treats all the time with the clippers out and then like touch the clipper to them and then give them treats and (laughs) whatever. Like I tried like eight different kinds of clippers. None of it really worked. So my strategy now is I just have a, a reminder set to do it like every three days and I do like two nails. <laughs> wow, that's, oh, I was so, going to say that's very often. Well, but, no, because okay. I'm doing like one or two nails at a time because mm-hmm. it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. By the time you're done, you, just start <laughs> you have to do it again. It's, yeah. it's taken, it's taken, you know, this whole time, but like the last two or three times that I've done it, I didn't actually have to put a muzzle on him. So like him and I have come to some kind of understanding that like he'll get lots of good treats and it'll go, you know, it'll happen really quickly. <laughs> it'll be fast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what Aww. I hate about Buddy. Um, what I hate about Coda is that um, she is 
like she's the dumbest smart dog that I know. Um, <laughs> like both of the breeds that she is are, are supposed to be super smart, super quick learners. Um, and she is, which is great. But uh, God, it reminds me of my childhood. Jeremy's so great. He just needs to apply himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the hard part. Because like she knows what to do a lot of the time and is like choosing not to do it, <laughs> which is really frustrating uh, because like we'll, you know, she'll about rip my shoulder out of my uh arm or out of my socket whatever while we're going on walks because she saw a bunny or something or you know whatever she saw a uh, a newspaper blowing down the middle of the road and decided that it was something she needed to go after um and then the next day she's like just glued to my side doesn't matter if she has a leash on or not follow follows around does exactly what she's supposed to um so like that is bitter and sweet, but definitely um, definitely feels a li- little bit bitter. Um, <laughs> and then I think that what I hate the most about Paul, I'll just say it beyond him being dead. Uh, <laughs> is that it's a good I, answer. That's I, the worst part. I really hate that these big chain pet stores have decided to prioritize their own profit over the well-being of fish um it, it's led to overbreeding of betta fish the the dna pool is like collapsing there's so much inbreeding Ew, that the lifespan yeah. of these fish mm. has like halved in the last 10 years Aww. um it's like nine i was along with them nine times out of 10 people think it's just like a goldfish that it can just sit in a bowl because you see them sitting in cups all the time it's just how it is but um that's like a really horrendous living environment for those yeah, fish. It is. Um, yeah. And, and it's, you know, uh, it, it's really, really unfortunate um, that, that that has gotten to that point. And, you know, yeah. you know spoiler yeah. alert for a little bit later, but me and Elliot are going <laughs> to are going to put some action to it. Well, we, go <laughs> to go for it. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. your pet in the future? What is your pet plan? So I'm going to start a beta rescue. Uh, and I love it. There's actually people on Reddit that already do this. Like they've developed a relationship with like the Petco or the PetSmart or whatever by their house. And they just go in there and they look for the betas that are sick or dying um, and just say like, hey, I will take that fish for free and go give it a better home. Uh, And then, you know, they'll take them and do all the little tricks that I've learned with Klonopex and <laughs> all the other weird medicines that I didn't know existed for fish. And, uh, you know, it, one of the cool things about betas is like, you literally see, I wish I had a picture of Paul when we first got him. Cause he was kind of like this little bluish gray, whatever. And when, after three or four days in a five gallon tank that was heated, that had some plants in it, just like, completely changed colors this bright vibrant like blue and red metallic like darting around all over the tank um so it's it's fun to see the fish come alive like that and i think yeah. it would be a cool opportunity to do it and like i have a lot of angst right now for a whole bunch of reasons and um you know i feel like going and just parking in front of like a like a pet co and um <laughs> You know, explaining to everybody that goes in how irresponsible they're being. Um, you it's know, like, like opposite, like abortion 
protesters. You're yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like It'll a reverse clinic way. escort. Yeah. <laughs> you can You're like, like name your rescue after Paul. Like call it like Paul's place or something. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Elliot named it Paul after um Paul Banks, I think, from like a band called Interpol, maybe. Oh yeah. Um oh, which okay. is weird because it's like not even a band that Elliot listens to or I'd <laughs> ever heard them talking about. But yeah, Paul Maxi Pad Banks. So oh, Elliot, Elliot has uh um those types of products uh as the middle name for all of their pets. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to Diva Cup, whatever the next one is. <laughs> yeah. That's the environmentally friendly one. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeremy's gonna launch Paul's beta blockers. That's cool. Well, I mean, the only thing is, I'm just like a. Despite Bruce's separation anxiety, I love. Like I think I said last week, I've gotten onto. Um, I have to wade through all the crap that Bridget's TikTok. Um, algorithm that she uses on my phone feeds me and I just like like drill right into golden talk and I like can't I mean and my Instagram is just like feeding me (laughs) golden retriever stuff and I'm like and the I I am so pro rescue because um you know it's just just a better way of being um and uh, you know Goldens are a pretty like purebred kind of, you know, and people pay a lot of money for them. But the organization that we worked with was so amazing. And we were really like, I I wasn't picky. I was just willing to wait for what I wanted, which was not a puppy. And at the time, like not an older, like a way older dog. So, uh, but they were amazing. And even though Goldens are kind of a little bit more like, you know, whatever, fancier breed, like they're still there's still evil people out there that like desert dogs. So, um, you know, go to a breeder, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah, always rescues. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a golden, I'm a golden girl for sure. <laughs> I love them so much. I love how dumb they are. I like can't like their faces are, and I have, you know, Duchess's voice was like, Hey guys, what's up? And Bruce's is like n- pretty similar. It's like, duh, 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 uh, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine a dog with a different voice than that, actually. <laughs> no. It's just as like, that's like what's going on in his head until he like sees He's just playing a tuba in his brain. As somebody that has spent a lot of time at dog parks over the last three or four months, I feel like, yeah, every time I see a golden retriever, I 100% hear that voice in my head. And I always know that they just want to come over and talk to the people and could really yes. care less about the dogs there no yeah. they don't really care about dogs like he'll play with the dog and i really there's a couple other goldens and just random dogs in our neighborhood and i wish my, my parents have in their neighborhood they have a like a gated dog park that you can just let the dogs like run and i want her, him to have that because like when you have a dog on leash and they kind of lurch at another dog i can tell he doesn't want to like bite another dog he just kind of wants to rough house a little bit with it we just don't have when they're on a leash you can't really do that because they're just like it's you're like and you whatever it's just a sort of an awkward transaction but i we did meet another golden in the wild the other day and it was like they wanted to play so badly and i was like i wish i could let them off leash and they could go like tackle each other but yes mostly he just wants um like when we had him when 
um, we were at our friend's house for trick or treating. We were all just like sitting and drinking in the uh, driveway, and kids would come up and they're like, "Can I pet your dog?" I'm like, "Yes, you can pet my dog." Like that, all he wants to do is be pet. Like that's the only thing that he wants in his life is to be pet and to like eat constantly, and then he's he's good to go. Same here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Blame him. Yeah. You so no thoughts of just getting him a friend. No, no, I'm a, I'm a one dog. I mean, this is like when I had, and I'm so happy I have Rory, but the moment I had Rory, I was like, we're done at two. I can't deal with this. Like it's too much. <laughs> like I can't, I get overwhelmed with like feeling tethered and like too responsible for too many things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, and our house isn't that big. I'm a one, I'm a one dog girly, especially for an 85 pound dog. Like it's one dog. I can't, I can't, I can't do much more than that. Meredith. My future, as I've also <laughs> discussed on this show, is I would love to have a cat rescue. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, you and Jeremy have... should team yes. up. Yes. <laughs> well, what I want to do is like talk about you know when I'm couple. retired or whatever is I want to have like a barn on my property that has that's like appropriately sectioned off for cat rescue. And I want to take like all the cats that are like half dead, super old, that nobody wants from the shelter or about to get euthanized. I want all those cats. Like bring me all the misfits, bring me all the weirdos, and I'll they can like either live forever in my barn or get adopted. Um, so that's kind of what I want. And but I would also love to have another dog. Um, I love I I. I don't know. Molly was my first experience with ha- like really owning my own dog as an adult. And she yeah. was so easy that I got very spoiled. Like yeah. she could be alone for hour, like eight hours at eight, nine hours without a problem. She would just sleep, never had an accident, blah, blah, blah. No separation anxiety was totally chill. Then Eddie came along and it was like a total nightmare. And I did so much training with him and was constantly, constantly, constantly at the trainers with him and doing classes and doing agility. And that was the only way that I could keep him like even moderately calm. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, okay, this is a lot. So, but he just appeared off the street, you know, he just like somebody found him walking along the side of the road. So next, I would love to have a dog. I need to have a fenced in yard though. My my yeah. yard is not fenced in on all sides. Um so I need to be able to just let the dog out in the backyard, um, especially in Michigan yes. Yes. when it gets snowy and whatever. I'm not about to be out there like several times a day walking. No, them. no. You'd be like, and I know not the all other dogs day, love to be walked. No. And the other day when it was like kind of raining, I was like, you got to, you got to, I, I just did my hair. Like you got to go outside. On your yeah. Just do it yourself. <laughs> yes. Yep. I mean, Eddie didn't like being walked. Um, it stressed oh, wow. him out way too much. And the trainer was eventually was just like, don't do it. You don't need to walk him. You have a huge backyard. Just let him run around in the yard. Yeah. So anyway, what next house, big backyard fenced in, consider getting a dog. But, um, cats are so much like, I think I would rather have a billion cats that are self-sufficient than a dog that is so super needy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Personally. But if I have the right dog, then I would love to have another dog. So that's my that's Let's my pet see. feature. Can you guys hear my dog crying in the background? By the way, no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, go to usually Why? like um, so about an hour and a half ago is usually when her and I leave to go <laughs> to go out oh, for a little nightly walk. So we'll wrap like, it up. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. There is a pile of shredded God knows what behind me that she's been chewing on this <laughs> entire time, and she's now just 
<laughs> yelping in the background. Oh, poor baby. We're almost done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Um, my answer is easy. I want one of those dogs Meredith described. Um, mm-hmm. The Good perfect luck. dogs. Uh, and I will, you know, we'll always have a cat or two. I can't imagine us not having a cat or two. Um, we You're just cat uh, people. Yeah, we're cat people. I also like dogs. I was a little offended recently. My brother-in-law has two giant, dumb Rottweilers. And I think, I don't remember if we were going over. They were coming to us or coming over to their mom's house, my mother-in-law's house. And it's like, oh, we thought you were going to bring the dogs. And it's like, no, no, we know they make you nervous. And I was like, they don't make me nervous. They're really just poorly trained. (laughs) Like, they run around and smash into things and slobber all over everything and bash me in the nuts. Like... That's not me being um, nervous. That's me being annoyed. Although, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that's justified being nervous about. Like, you yes. don't want your nuts getting bashed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. But like, I, I've i had some people think that I'm not a dog person. And I was like, no, I just, I'm not a poorly trained dog person. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Those are, it's very different. So yeah, yep. the dream is, yeah, fenced in yard, time to go on walks, a more stable home life, which we're working on. <laughs> and then we'll see a dog to go with our cats yeah and we can't yeah. have a dog in this apartment anyway so we're gonna have to move again before we can even think about oh my gosh so, my lord in heaven yeah, that's not <laughs> happening we negotiated for the cats i think i mentioned that two well-behaved cats yes and got a kick out of that so <laughs> so far so Very good polite. yeah uh and uh, with that uh we're, are we really going to make that the question of the week? Or well, we... question of the week is like, tell us about your pet. Tell us about it, your pets. It, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like we're asking people for like their like password for their. Um... <laughs> no, but I think we could ask like, what what do you what do you love about your Most, yeah. pets, and what do you not love? Yes. What was the Maybe childhood yes. name of your pet? And what street, what <laughs> did, you street you did you grow up on? Did you grow up on? Your first car teacher. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Frisky Iroquois. Uh, it again. <laughs> squeaky wood mirror over here um we'll figure out the studio name eventually yes yeah, you some, will. something will inspire us i'd rather hear about people's pets to be yeah. can we be uh, the bobby brown studios even though i know no. he grew up in roxbury <laughs> no we can't he said no <laughs> no i think it would be i would be the bobby white studio if <laughs> yeah. anything True, true. Um, all right. Moving on to T she recommends. Um, I don't worry, I wanted to recommend the episode of Blink Check where they talked about the social network and I listened to it two and a half times. Um <laughs> and and it's well it's it came out last yet. Sunday. It was three mm-hmm. hours long. So yeah, I've devoted a large part of my life to listening to it. It was so good. Um anyway, but really what my recommendation is is a book called Opposable Thumbs. And it is the history of Siskel and Ebert. And it's really good. Um, I just finished listening to it. It's by a guy named Matt Singer who writes about movies. Um, And I sent it to my dad. This is like the most dad, um, like, approval. I sent it to my dad. I said, I think you'd like this. It's a a good read. And he said, the Wall Street Journal gave it a great review. And I was like, good, dad. I'm so glad. Anyway, but um, yeah, Opposable Thumbs by Matt Singer. That sounds right up your alley. Yeah, it was really good. Really I good. thought I saw your notes on there and I was like, is she just recommending having opposable <laughs> thumbs? I mean, You're not wrong. It's a I great mean, plan. Good. Works good for I, us and uh, raccoons, I guess. Well, but it doesn't work. I did suck my thumb when I was a kid and Dare Stumple Peter would come and cut my thumbs oh, he off. Will get you. <laughs> How so fucked up do you have this. to be as a parent to 
like somebody <laughs> made that story up at some child. point. Like it's important enough yep. to me that you don't suck your thumb that I'm going to try and make you think there's somebody that drives around and cuts them off. Leave God it up to Germany, so man. Yep. Yep. Or not. But it yeah. Is, yeah. Let's yeah. not do that, actually. Yeah. Um, Meredith, I think this is you. Or nope. is it Jeremy? I don't Jeremy? know. Which one? DIY, DIY Oh, yeah. Okay, so this was... This was one of the things that that I learned from Paul yet again. Um, uh, when uh, when Paul passed away, we wanted a way to uh, to remember him, and some people like planted, you know, they buried their fish or planted it under uh, another plant in their yard or something. Um, but then all I could think about is like, then I'm going to be stressed that that plant's going to die too, and like then it'll all be screwed oh. up. So. I um I did a I did a DIY cremation at home, um, and I did like a I did a couple test runs, <laughs> but you uh, roasted Paul not just roasted. Uh, well, yeah, roasted. I had to dry Slowly. him out in the in the ref- in the oven for uh, at uh-huh. a low temperature for quite a few hours, and then put him in this pot that I got at the thrift store and surrounded it we- with. Uh, we really buried the lead on charcoal. This yeah, and, we sure did. You know, I ended up with a tiny, tiny little, you know, I mean, very, very small amount of ashes. Uh, there was some Aww. other, um, um, you know, I grabbed some of his other, like a couple of the plants from his tank and a couple other things just to add to the to the volume so that it would have something. But now they um, they carry. They carry Paul's ashes around in a little, um, like in a little metal, uh, like pill container. It's like a stash jar. Um, yeah, oh well. And I was like, oh, they're gonna lose that. So we put one of uh, we put one of our air tags on it. So now, <laughs> so now Elliot no, carries around this tiny times. little thimble full of Paul's ashes. And then oh. because I have so much anxiety about this, I actually saved backup ashes that nobody knows about. That oh. I have stashed away if and when Elliot loses <laughs> Paul's existing smart. ashes. <laughs> smart, so smart. I can pull yeah. pull that out. But I I um I don't know. It was interesting to to learn about. Um and like, you know, I don't know. without going too off the rails, I'm like really in to this thing right now where um uh I'm trying to like lean into the like uncomfortable parts of life that we often outsource to other people. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, dealing with death and dying is like definitely a, a big part of that. And so it was kind of an interesting journey to go through, um, both with Elliot and just learning how to do it. And I was terrified I was going to screw it up. So it did a lot of dry runs with like, uh, lunch meat and different things that I could find <laughs> in the fridge to test yeah. it out. But, uh, yeah. That's well, cool. I really admire you for like facing that head on because it's painful yeah. And it can be really terrible. And and I feel like if we all kind of did that, we might have a more healthy appreciation for death, which is just another part of life, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I feel cool. Like being a cool is not the right word. <laughs> no, no. Why not? No, it's interesting. I, Jeremy, you always bring something like unexpected and interesting. I love it. Well, um, I think it, so... I think last time I was on, maybe I talked about that TV show alone. I think I called it the wrong thing the whole time I was on the show. I called it like a live or something. It's like <laughs> that survival show where people go out and just like 
whatever, see how long they can live out in the woods. Yeah. I started listening to this podcast that where they interview people that were on that show and like they're all characters, just like weird fucking people. There's a dude that like killed a muskox with like a with like a pocket knife on the show. Oh, so they're like Ugh. just whack wacko people that are like very for the most part in touch with like primitive living type vibe or whatever. And um like listening to like like Listening to some of those interviews and when they talk about books, I would like I've gone out and read some of those books and like consumed the other resources, stuff they're talking about has like really profoundly impacted the way that I see the world. And like this is one of those areas that it actually like showed up in a very real way, you know, because even watching the show, like they kill lots of animals. There's, uh, you know, they're in pretty gruesome ways, all sorts of weird traps and shooting them with bow and arrows and that kind of stuff. Um, and it, and it made Elliot really mad. Like, well, this is a game show. Like, why is this happening on TV? And it ended up being a really good conversation for us. Like, and it totally changed my perspective on like hunting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where like, like I said, we, we like outsource, some of the grossest part of our lives, including, you know, the the death of animals that, that we eat to sustain ourselves. Um, and so, like, yeah. I don't know. It's all because of a stupid TV show, but it, like... Well, it, hey, art. Yeah, I feel that same way about, you know, about trash and recycling. You know, we throw it out, it goes on the curb, and we don't have to think about it anymore, but somebody has to deal with it, and it's the same with our food if we yeah. eat yep. meat. Yep. yep. I applaud you because I'm a scaredy cat about all of that. I'm like, I don't want to see it. Um, Okay, wait. Not to, like, change subjects. Who put worst dog on the internet? Oh, that's me again. Sorry. Christy made made an Instagram account for Coda. Oh, really? I'll follow it, right? Somehow worst dog on the internet was still available. So I don't think that that there's any pictures on there right now. So I'll... uh, I'll, I think I have the login, so I'll jump in and try and load up some photos before this posts, but we'll, be, we'll probably post stuff there of uh, both of our dogs. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to follow. She's beautiful. Oh, that picture with a little cherry blossom on her nose. Cute. That's her profile picture. Cute. <laughs> She's on Tinder. she's holding a fish whatever way is good (laughs) she's like i went to peru and went to machu picchu (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) whose paw is that around your shoulder did you crop (laughs) a dog out out. Uh, I think that brings us to get involved. Um, please go to our website. It's thisshowhaseverything.com. Please join our Facebook group. That's where you can answer our question of the week or post whatever you want. It's absolutely not a dumpster fire. Nope. Uh, and we love it. And we love to to hear from you guys. Um, our email is tshishow at gmail.com. Uh, you can just send us a message or you can also record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us there. And we will either play it on the show or not. If you just want to uh, play it to us, just let us know and we won't play it on the show. Um, but we do love to hear your beautiful voices. Yes. And of course, our AOL keyword, as always, <laughs> is Tishi. It always will be. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And that was definitely not everything about no. our pets. Not no. even a little bit. No. Nope. Nope.
I'm, we could do this like 20 more times, I think. Yep. I fired up the uh, the old Facebook burner account just so I could join the, the T-Sheet page. <laughs> Good. Aw. Thanks, Ter. I made, I made a account just so I could go on Marketplace to try and buy aquarium stuff. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> yeah. You ain't nothing but a hound. You made me win. 